Captain's Log Supplemental. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Welcome to the Metahex Podcast. I am Peter. I'm Frank. And I'm still Corey. Although, I've been a lot less Corey and more Lafinia Hex this weekend. <laughs> Why? What dropped? <laughs> oh, could it be more Pokemon games? That could be. Scarlet and Violet dropped. Yeah, and we will definitely be getting into that. But for now, let's start off with... I've been balls deep in it. Pokeballs, that is. Yuck, 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 yuck. yuck, yuck. <laughs> let's start off with Chris Hemsworth. Hey, that's Thor. Maybe not for much longer. No, he's not happy working with mad genius directors, apparently. And he also thinks the Thor storyline should be wrapped up. He thinks Marvel's drawing it out. Well, you know, he is the one signing the contracts, so... They're paying him. Yeah, he could just say, I only want to do one more. <clears throat> Plus, he's, like, practically immortal. Thor, that is. So, yeah. I mean, he could be in all of the... Marvel movies. Well, he's forever. doing he's doing that extreme, not weightlifting, but bodybuilding series or something like that. Is it Limitless or something like yeah, that? Yeah. That he's trying to kill himself on. <laughs> Disney's giving him money for that too. Yep. I don't think Thor's story is done yet, though. I mean, no, it's got to kind of revert back to a little more seriousness. Well, that's as what part, he was talking as, about with yeah. the uh, Mad Genius. He wants... Less farce, more... Yeah, like the first two movies were, you know, serious. And, I mean, the second one was Dark World. Dark, Dark. <laughs> dark World. <laughs> but the second one was also revered as one of the worst Marvel movies there are. My understanding well, I mean, was there was, was a lot more interference in that one than any yeah. of the other Marvel movies. Plus, it was before Eternals came out, so nobody knew what the worst Marvel movie was yet. Mm. And still not a bad movie, don't get me wrong. No. <clears throat> I don't really think any of the Marvel movies have been horribly bad. No. You know, it's just... Well, I mean, they're going up some against some pretty high standards. I mean, some of those movies are... Yeah. Marketing feats. <laughs> <laughs> and some of them market feet. Yeah. And some of them have Spider-Man. So, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, by the time this podcast drops, uh, we should have the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Mm -hmm. Which seems to be getting very good reviews at the moment. They're saying Drax and Mantis are very good in it. <laughs> <laughs> which I think it's I don't want to say it's a good thing it's focusing on them but those are the two that 
really don't need the CGI. So, you know, right. less there's probably going to be less Rocket, less Groot, more focus on these two, because that saves money. Plus, they need to let Rocket set up for three. Yeah. I think three is going to not be a disappointment to people, but it's not going to be quite as comedic as one and two. No, it's going to be very dark. Yes. So, dark, dark. Yeah. So, uh, we shall see. They've got a lot to wrap up They if they try to wrap everything up in it. So, they're not. <clears throat> so, uh, James Gunn was in an interview this week and said that this will be his last Guardians movie because he's going to DC. Well, he's always said that, though, mm -hmm. really. But he said that the Guardians sandbox is not done. They're now referring to it as the Guardians corner of the MCU. Mm -hmm. And the Guardians themselves will not be the same lineup that we know them as coming out of the third movie ever again. Right. I mean, the plot, the loose plot points right now are uh, Star-Lord and Gamora. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got Adam Warlock sitting on the planet of the gold people just hatching. Mm -hmm. And from what they said, of course, it's going to be Rocket's backstory, too. Right. So, I mean, those are the three, because Drax is pretty much done, because his whole story was kill Thanos and Ronan. Mm -hmm. um, and get a joke. Yeah, get the joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mantis really doesn't have a story. She was just... Yeah, they haven't done her Madonna thing yet. No, that that's... The Celestial Madonna storyline is going to be, I think, a little too out there for for them to adapt. But you never know. They did it in the Guardians of the Galaxy game, and it worked. Really? No, yeah. Madonna liked the pop singer that founded MTV? Or... No, just that's just <laughs> what they called her. Or, you know, Madonna... Um... Virgin birth. Neither, really. She married a tree. Oh. So I assume it's one of Groot's species way He's back when. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that was the whole storyline that uh, the swordsman, his spirit was in, in... Was he possessing the tree at that time? I think sort of. So she married that uh, the tree. Wanda and Vision got married. It was a double ceremony by Immortus. No. So that would really freak things out. Speaking of Immortus, there's a article out there of a, the leak of Avengers 5. I read what? it. It's all over the map. Yeah. Is that one that we can trust? Or is it just a bunch of I don't know. It, wild it's, theories? It's just a bunch of wild theories that's bringing everyone together. But, uh... <clears throat> or wild stallions. <laughs> we shall see. Most MCU leaks seem to be just really bad fan theories anymore. Yeah. Although, one of the theories that... Oh. I don't know about that but the ten rings and Kamala's bangle came from the quantum realm is a theory Kamala's bangle came from the Kree as far as I know the well no it came from that light the, the gym oh, world yeah yeah but originally it came from 
the quantum realm. Yeah. And I don't think it's a rumor. I think this has been circulating that Kang is getting Ant-Man to do a heist in the movie. It's possible. So it could be he's trying to reclaim those. But, I mean, the Ten Rings have something to do with everything because that director is directing Avengers 5. Right. The Shang-Chi director. So, who knows? It's a way a ways, and we're going to hear every rumor in the book. Whoops. Shut off the phone dinghy. There we go. Yeah, we're not getting too much out of the Shang-Chi corner <clears throat> of the universe, though. Yeah. Um, so, Amazon orders multiple Marvel Sony shows, starting with Silk, Spider Society. Mm-hmm. That will be MCU relevant. Right, and live-action Silk. Hmm. I guess the current plans are Silk, Spider-Woman, and uh, Madam Web. Because they can't use Peter, and I think they have other plans for Miles at this point. That's all. So it'd be those three and periphery <laughs> characters that they're allowed to use, basically. But I mean, Spider Woman's supposed to be a movie, right? When Morbius tanked, Sony restructured. It tanked. I thought it did so well they put it back in theaters twice. <laughs> uh, so my Pokemon Violet just crashed. Uh oh. I hope I had auto save on. Yikes. Because I don't think I've saved the game yet. Oopsie. I have autosave on and still save the game every time right before I shut it off. I may be done with Scarlet and Violet. <laughs> you may be hearing this, like, as it's happening. Um, WB-ish news, Stargirl was canceled. Yep. And I guess they had filmed two endings. One in case it was canceled and one in case it wasn't. So, they'll at least have a chance to wrap it up. From what I was reading, DC Comics, with their brand new day or whatever they, they're calling it. That's a Spider-Man storyline. Yeah, I don't know what they're calling it. New Dawn, <laughs> I guess, something to that effect. I think that's a dishwashing liquid. True. <laughs> uh, the Titans are going to be a main part of this, more so than the Justice League. Dick Grayson is coming to the forefront of of the characters. And from what I saw, the Titans team... No, uh, but I lost all my eggs. Uh. <sighs> <laughs> Sorry. It's not your fault. Well, I guess we're the only two that haven't, Corey. Lost our eggs. Yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> anyhow... Um, it was on, thankfully. It looks like the Titans team that they're showing is the Wolfman Perez Titans. Huh. As the core Titans group, so. So, Nightwing, Wonder Girl. Wonder Girl, um, Raven, Cyborg, Beast Boy. And is Arsenal part of that one? No, Kid Flash. Kid Flash. So. <clears throat> Look at my attack ferret. <laughs> Arsenal's part of... Um, Red Hood. He's but, part of that group with uh, Starfire. The Outsiders. Yeah. Yeah, Starfire and the Titans, yeah. The seven of them. Um, the new companion for Doctor Who has been named. Millie Gibson. British actress. Very, very young blonde. 
but she's Gutois's new companion. Mm. She'll be introduced in one of the, I think, the December next year special. Uh, we still have three specials with David Tennant to air towards the end of next year. So, but I believe her character name is Ruby. But the first David Tennant special was going to be late spring. It could be. I don't know how they're dividing mm. them out. <clears throat> but uh, that's exciting. Um, did we mention Disney Plus and Doctor Who last week? They will be the oh, yeah. they will yeah. be the distributor of Doctor Who outside of Great Britain, worldwide, basically, mm. and they are ponying so up. I don't know where BBC. No, I guess I don't know how BBC America is working on it, but uh, they're ponying up some money too. So Doctor Who is getting a nice influx of cash, from what I understand. I know that um, Top Gear, the new Top Gear stuff, dropped on Netflix a few weeks back. I don't think it's been doing very well because nobody wants to see the new Top Gear. But that's there. No, oh, yeah, because uh, because of the uh, computer chip shortage. Huh? No new cars. What do I want to um, see yeah. on Top Gear? Uh, yeah. Well, just the new hosts. <clears throat> they got rid of Clarkson and May and all of them. Yeah. So Ant-Man and the Wasp, the Funkos leaked... And we now know what MODOK looks like. Of course, this article doesn't have a picture of it, but <laughs> we've all seen it individually at this point. Fleshy face, fleshy faced MODOK. Wonder if it's going to be Patton Oswald, like it was in the Hulu show. <laughs> Marvel Comics has debuted a new Sinister team. The story is called Sins of the Sinister, and basically they just drew goatees on all the characters. Ah, just like that's Star evil Trek. Spock, yeah. <clears throat> so, Captain America, Cable, Storm, and Wolverine, as well as some other X-Men. The goatee looks really good on Storm. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for right now. Uh, actually, I did like Captain America with the beard in the Avengers movies. In yeah. Endgame. It kind of distinguished him from his normal look. Who's the guy with the spider staff? I believe that'd be Odin. Doesn't really say who, but it looks like Odin. Well, from what I understand, the end run, uh, the Avengers author, is it Hickman right now? It's his last run of the comics. And he's brought the current day Avengers, or the uh, Avengers 100,000, 10,000 BC, whatever that storyline was. He's brought them into the present. And that was like Odin, Agamotto, uh, the Phoenix Force, Ghost Rider, or Spirit of Vengeance, however you want to say. So that could be Odin, you know, still in the present, or the present-day Odin, for that matter. So this is Sinister's play at destroying the Krakoan Age. He's basically redoing the storyline of the original of the rebooted X-Men dystopic futures of the classic X-Men stories so, oh, so Age of Apocalypse returns that Captain America is Mr. Sinister that's yes. why he has the goatee and the diamond on his head yeah yeah huh. horror timeline that makes Age of the Apocalypse look like an X-Men swimsuit special well I wonder <laughs> if they're gonna use this to bring Magneto back since he's dead, dead at the moment. 
he got killed, and oh, he did Wolverine's not... dead, dead at the moment. Yeah, Beast is selling his skull. <laughs> yeah, but I think he can still be resurrected with the protocols. Magneto declined to be in that program. I guess I don't think Wolverine was ever put in the program because nobody thought he'd ever die. I think he was because right when the storyline started, they killed off like five or six X-Men. It was like Cyclops, Phoenix, Wolverine, like ones you think, oh my God, they killed them. And then they surprised you with the resurrection protocols. Gotcha. If, I, if I'm remembering correctly. I mean, it's been a while since I they started this. I still get, though, how would Wolverine be resurrected with his adamantium? He wouldn't be. Right. He'd have so. bones. But Beast is holding an adamantium skull. Oh, well. I could be wrong with that. I I probably He's am. That Colossus, Lockheed, Cable. Yep. I think that's Domino. That's Rogue. That's Rogue? Look at her hair. Okay, yeah. It's just weird that she's got the Nightcrawler-esque stuff. And she's almost got like a Domino suit. And then... I don't know what's going on with this female Nightcrawler Wolverine thing here. I believe they introduced a daughter from another dimension. But I don't think it was a, uh, you know, Wolverine and Nightcrawler's daughter. It was Nightcrawler and someone else. I know Wolverine <clears throat> has X-23. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They could just have an amalgam then. Anyway, I guess we'll learn more once the comic hits shelves. Yeah, I was going to but... say, didn't stop them before. Yeah. The immoral X-Men. Now, something you had said, um, if you want to get, swing back to Funkos, mm-hmm. you had mentioned in our group chat about the amount of sodas coming out. Yes. Oh. I'm wondering if this is Funko's attempt to mass market the sodas with retailers. Because when you have a wave you know, of like one or two Funko sodas coming out, a retailer isn't going to buy a dozen of them. But if you got a wave of six or seven that you package as, here's 12 sodas, two of each one. Yeah. A retailer would go for that a lot better than having to buy 12 Black Panther single pops. But a wave of Black Panther characters in 12 pops, or sodas, I keep saying pops, excuse me, sodas, I think is more palatable to the retailers. I think that's what this is for, because... You've got the Black Panther wave of sodas. You've got, is it Spider Verse, or which? Yeah, it's Spider characters. Yeah, Spider-verse. it's a Spider Verse. Into the Spider Verse. the Spider Verse sodas. I'm so, looking at about eight hundred dollars right there. Yeah. So. Oh, a hundred bucks for a six pack. There's eight of them. God damn. Are you doing that? That's insane. Oh. So, uh, Corey. No, I'm going to buy two of each. Yeah. No, I'm going to buy yeah, two Yeah, but you know, there's the internet. Yeah. I'm just going yeah. to buy two of each. If you if you buy them at, you know, 12 bucks a piece, and you get six of them, you can sell four of them for maybe 10 bucks to undercut that and at least get something back. Yeah. Save yeah, it for the store. Flip. But, yeah, uh, I can flip four out of every six. That's why I had thought that, yeah, this is more retail palatable than just the way they've been doing it. Because, I mean... Like, We're getting the same thing with Guardians Volume <clears> Three. <throat> They're doing a full wave. They're so, doing a full wave for Aquaman too. I think that's the trend, and that's what they're doing it for to try to get these big retailers. 
See, Bella agrees with me. Uh, mm -hmm. To get the retailers on board with sodas as opposed to just comic shops and it's, redistribution people. It's so weird because the sodas are doing so well in their current standing. Hmm. Like, I get Funko needs more money right now because they're not doing well at all. Yeah, they're warehoused <clears throat> to capacity. Their stock has fallen 67% in the last three weeks. Like, it's at numbers right now that it hasn't been at since 2013. Hmm. I'm doing my best, Funko. <laughs> Just keep putting Spider-Man stuff out, yeah, or you'll put yeah, you black I'll in the fund red. your entire company. <laughs> <laughs> Give Corey that giant Spider-Man pop that yes. you have outside your building, and... <laughs> You'd pay a couple grand for that, if you could mount it on your house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Driving down the street and seeing that, that would be cool. I'd get a Pokestop for sure. <laughs> we could make one. It's what... Paper mache and wire form. Fiberglass. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> you know what? You need to get a goose and see if they can do it as a spider goose. Spider although, goose. Although that would probably be a copyright that they wouldn't allow us to do, but... There's just enough of Spider-Man in the public domain. Mm. Yeah. Just enough. And we're talking Goose because Mifflin County, basically, and surrounding counties, uh, there's an arts project called Wild Geese Flock Together. So if you're ever in Lewistown or surrounding areas, you'll see these three-and-a-half-foot fiberglass geese painted on corners and stuff. Oh, they're bigger than three-and-a-half feet. Four feet? I can stand next to them, and the yeah. top of the head is right about level of my head. I think they're they're about six foot. Okay. I didn't think they were that big. Pretty sure. I thought they were... The yeah. back of them is lower. But I took a selfie with the one oh, their head, by the They're courthouse. not six foot because they're not taller than me. I took a selfie of one at the courthouse, and I didn't have to bend over. I was with you when I did it. Well, anyhow, they're between... They up to armpit level. They're about five foot. Yeah, they're big. So anyhow, yeah, it's it's a cool arts project that I think really sets Mifflin County apart from some yeah, of the other arts it's projects. Because of our you know goose, goose day, day tradition, yeah, which is based on Saint Michael's Miss, which was when uh, the serfs would uh, make a goose dinner for their landlord, thanking them for charging them rent. Well, that was depressing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, so if we can get a spider goose somewhere, yeah, that'd be cool. Spider goose, spider goose. Honk, like honk, honk. Every other spider goose tastes. But, uh, yeah, definitely get your Pokestop for sure. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I'm just going to have to paint the side of my house. It's just cinder block. Just paint whatever I want on it. Take a picture of it. Submit it. That would be cool. Yeah, just some graffiti of some sort. Mm -hmm. Mural house. Yeah. Like the um, Spider-Man mural in Johnstown. Yeah. Yeah. They're getting a second one. Yep, in the spring. Gonna have to do a road trip. Might as well wait for the second one. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do it in the middle of winter, so. <laughs> they get weather out there. They get not, floods out there. Not Buffalo, New York weather. Six feet of snow. That's lake effect. Still. <laughs> no, I, when I was going to school in Edinburgh, which is right outside of Erie, Edinburgh 
is right at the exact distance where lake effect, lake effect snow would drop. There was one morning I got up to go to class and I had to shovel like two feet of snow off of my car to get to class, drove to class, got out of class, shoveled two feet of snow off of my car. Yeah, but in fairness, stuff like that can happen here too. Yeah. Yeah, we've just been lucky it hasn't lately. <laughs> so, the last piece of news that I have is going to be a whole conversation. No. Have you heard about this new game called Pokemon Scarlet and Violet? I have. Cause I haven't played that. It's broken. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, <coughs> sorry. Uh, so most people are just straight up saying the game is unfinished. Uh, I have noticed when approaching hills that the terrain texture shifts like frontward and backward like the hill didn't render correctly yeah <clears throat> you've seen that yeah i've seen that and i've seen bushes <laughs> popping in and out of existence yeah like the render distance is way off yeah um the glit the visual downsizing that they're doing for like windmills like there's a scene where you're in a classroom where there's a kid sitting in the chair swinging his legs back and forth and it's just distinct chop 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 intervals it's pretty bad like i didn't notice that in the classroom <laughs> but in the classrooms all i was doing is mashing the button to try to get through it as quickly as possible because oh my god why is that in the game <laughs> <laughs> uh that's just well, apparently, occasionally, when you get on your bike, you go into Titan mode. <laughs> Have you seen the picture of that on Discord? Yeah, the no, when you get super huge. Yeah, uh, hasn't happened to me though. Like their teeth jut out the side. You accumulate four more eyeballs. Ooh. Yeah. So it's like that McDonald's thing that they had for the yeah the giveaway. cactus plant toy. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Uh, that doesn't include the changes that they made to breeding, which has not gone well. No. And, well, the game just straight up crashing. Like it was <laughs> made live on the air a little while ago. <clears throat> Well, that kind of makes me think that maybe that thing with shinies isn't what was in, intended. Like, yeah, okay, maybe you're supposed to see them as shiny, you know, on map or whatever they call it. But maybe it's supposed to make a noise. Maybe they're supposed to be sparkles. The game just can't render it. Yeah. <clears throat> so... They've hacked the game and put it on PC. And PCs can support the game without any visual bugs. Huh. Uh, there's another bug that's really cool, too. Like, when you go to throw a Pokeball at a Pokemon, and the Pokeball lags in midair. <laughs> that's a good time. <laughs> or the one that I keep seeing is... Uh, you go to throw a Pokeball at a Pokemon, and you're not there... The Pokeball just appears out of nowhere and starts flying <laughs> towards the Pokemon. Oh, cool. 
It's I not seen any of the cool ones like that. It's not to say it's a bad game. Like the the open world is massive. Yeah, yeah. The entire <laughs> world is one open world. It's like taking the uh, the wild area from Sword and Shield and just blow. and making it the entire world. Yeah, <laughs> it's huge. It's... Paths? What paths? It's probably as big as um, Breath of the Wild, Zelda Breath of the Wild. It's massive. Hmm. I haven't even made it from one side of the world to the other yet. No, I'm still in one <clears throat> quadrant. And I've already caught well over 100 Pokemon. It looks like there's well over 300. There's yeah. 400 just like there was in yeah. Sword and Shield. <clears throat> Now, this isn't 400 new Pokemon, is it? It's just 400 no, just over 100 new Pokemon. Okay. Right? Nine starters altogether, like the three starters and their three mm -hmm. evolutions. Um, three or four new dogs. Fido. Yeah, Fido. I like Fido. <laughs> Fido, the little red fire dog. I don't remember. There's his. the... Uh... And then the ghost dog. Yeah. Graveyard. Yeah. I haven't seen the little fire dog. I mean... I don't remember. I've seen Growlithe. Name. Yeah, no, this one's an annoying one. There's so many that I haven't even been able to learn all their names. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> Tadbulb. Who's yeah, a white I haven't tadbulb. seen them yet. Well, see, that's the thing. This game is so big and so open that yeah. you and me went two totally different directions. Yes. Yeah, so... And we're, just, we're running into totally different stuff. Right. <laughs> In a way, that's kind of good. Yeah. Either you get frustrated or you won't get bored. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Plus, there's no straight line storyline either. No, there's three separate storylines. And you don't have to do any of them in any order. Nope. No, as we've already proven. Like, yeah. I've got the bug badge. I defeated one of the commandos for the star team. And I fought the the rock bird thing. Yeah. And you did... I just did one of the uh, titans. The uh, cliff... The rock cliff titan. Yeah, you did the... Giant the crab. crab. Yeah. I did bomb bombardier... Which is a stork that drops rocks out of its gullet. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> well, I guess it's better than dropping babies. <laughs> but not as visually enticing. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> I'm thinking that as we record this, it's Sunday. I'm thinking tomorrow and Monday, Nintendo's going to make an official announcement saying that we're sorry, this is what we're planning on doing, this is how we're going to fix everything, blah, 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 blah. Patch is coming, here's a hundred Pokeballs. <clears throat> Yeah. yeah, and they're gonna patch the shit out of this game. <laughs> they're gonna have to tone down some kind of graphic thing on it to increase the render distance because that's probably the game's biggest problem. And I'm playing it on a top of the line OLED. Yeah. So I can only imagine what people playing it on a regular Switch are experiencing. Like I said, I haven't seen, except for the bushes <laughs> and the hills. Walk into a door frame once. <laughs> I'm serious. 
if you go the first town you come in on the in the game, they have these arced door frames that have that are a little offset from the door. So in the game, you naturally are looking down more than behind your character. So if you walk into, I'm checking all the houses to see if any of the doors open, mm-hmm. so I could raid these houses for random items. And yeah, leave. apparently <laughs> they, uh, they don't have giant rats, do yeah. they? <laughs> apparently, the people of Paldia have heard that uh, Pokemon trainers like to break into their yeah. houses and steal their shit. Because <laughs> none of these houses potions are potions or Pokeballs. <laughs> so if you walk into a door frame, your character's head is about this far from the top of the door frame. He's motioning about three inches or so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. About Since three this is a visual inches. podcast. Yeah. So you walk in, and it's like the camera angle focuses outward from the character instead of outwardly focuses onto the character. Because as soon as you walk into that door frame, this camera comes slamming down <laughs> on top of the character, and it just cuts everything out. Like, everything turns into polygons. Jeez. It's great. <laughs> And it does it consistently in every single door frame. <laughs> the other one I've noticed is when uh, I was in this canyon area, and any time I was up against a canyon wall, I couldn't rotate the camera back around. Huh? Like it would stick there, and I couldn't, I couldn't see what was. I couldn't rotate the camera past the can the canyon wall. That's frustrating. So if I was like walking into a dead end, I couldn't see it because the camera wouldn't rotate around. Hmm. So that's all I have in the news, and really spoilers because Scarlet and Violet are pretty much consuming my life. Yeah, like I said, uh, I've been more Lafinia Hex this weekend than I have been Corey. I did watch Andor. I did. Yeah, did uh, watch Titans. I haven't watched... I haven't been watching Titans. Uh, haven't watched uh, Pennyworth this week yet. I thought or I had I? seen a date for the new... I did Friday. I did ...season Friday. of Doom Patrol, but I do not remember what it was. But that December. should be coming... Okay, December. That should be coming soon. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> nothing. We should watch John Wick last night. Yeah, we watched John Wick for the first time last night. <laughs> I watched the first three episodes of Lucifer. Good show. Which was pretty interesting. Um, Netflix is acting up, though. Our Netflix keeps desyncing. Yeah. Huh. It's weird. But I do like how they actually more or less started Lucifer off from where he was left in Sandman. Because the next, hopefully in season two of Sandman, we're going to get Seasons of Mist, which is where Lucifer abdicates hell and gives the key to hell to the dream, Hmm. causing all sorts of problems. Um, But that's what he does. He just abdicates and... No, it gives him the key so he can feed his dog. There you go. Yeah. And just comes down to Earth. Or up to. Up to Earth, yeah. So, but as I had mentioned, I can see why they wanted Tom Ellis to play Lucifer. He does it quite well. He's so good. Yes. He's hilarious. Sarcastic to a fault. uh Uh-huh. Yep. I watched the first season of Avenue 5 on HBO. Yeah. Or Netflix. HBO. HBO. 
because of your review, I'm not watching it. Yeah. Um, House in space. It's... To me, there are hardly any likable characters at all. You, Laurie, as the captain with a secret is okay. Um, the engineer, the second-in-command engineer, since the first, first engineer gets killed... Um, spoiler. Spoiler, yeah. You see it coming, though. Um, she's the likable character. That's how she probably is. Um, everyone else is just basically, with one more exception, horrible. Um, I guess he's like more or less the cruise director, is a total moron. Um, the guy who owns the cruise line his company is a total idiot although his his second in command secretary slash whatever she's a sarcastic little piece of work and i find her funny yeah um there's a married couple who this is like their someone gave them the tickets so they could hopefully reconcile they just argue and and yell at each other the whole time um, in character shortcuts, there's a passenger named Karen, and that's exactly what she is. She's a Karen. Hmm. And her husband, who agrees with everything she says and just stays in the background of her. Yeah, and it's... It's kind of a train wreck that you want to see what happens next, but these characters... You're not invested in... No, they mellow a bit towards the end of the season, but still, they're not characters that... I'm interested in finding out more about them. I'm more interested in seeing where the plot goes, but it's more or less like a disaster film where, hey, we're going to solve this problem and cause three more. You know, so. Yeah, it's a hard pass. I think there's six episodes of the second season out right now. It's amazing it got renewed for a second season. Mm-hmm. Basically, the plot is, you know, it's a cruise line type deal. They circle one of the moons of either Jupiter or Saturn to, you know, pick up the speed to come back to Earth and whatnot. There's a gravity malfunction on the ship, which alters their course. And instead of being like a five-month cruise, it's now six years to get back to Earth because of the way the orbits are. So... Hilarity ensues. Mm-hmm. Thought it was just going to be a three-hour tour. Basically, yeah. <clears throat> but I'd rather finish watching Lucifer at the moment, so... It's a, better, it's a good show. Mm-hmm. It gets a little wonky in the later seasons. Yeah. They start focus like... In the early stuff, it's almost like a crime drama where... Yeah, he keeps butting into the policewoman's... And it's funny. But then they start investing almost overly heavy in the romantic storylines. Mm. And right about the time where they introduce a certain female character, things get very wonky. Mm. <laughs> and then the entire theme of the show changes. <clears throat> That's when it's time to get them married and have a baby. Now, would that, if I recall correctly, Lucifer was canceled and picked up by someone else. Lucifer was canceled and then picked up by Netflix. Netflix gave it two or three more seasons. Was that where it changed, or does it change after that? Uh, before. About halfway into the season where they got canceled. Okay. 
I was curious if there was something that they wanted to do to get more ratings or if, you know, what happened. But okay. That... Well, basically what happened was when it was on network TV, it was a lot more stretched out and like they were feeding the overall storyline at a slower pace. Mm -hmm. And then when Netflix picked it up, they just shoved the main storyline down your throat and everything else became secondary. <clears throat> And I liked having all the different diversions. It was well, fun. if it's typical Netflix, it's only, what, 10 episodes in the yeah. season? So, yeah, they had to condense something. Yeah. <clears throat> Favorite episode out of that, though, is when uh, he's recovering his stolen wings. Uh, also on Netflix, check out uh, Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. Their uh, short story... Horror. Anthology type yeah, stuff? Yeah, it's an anthology thing. <clears throat> uh, I watched the first three episodes and all great stuff. Cool. So yeah, Tammy and I watched the first John Wick. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, it's okay for an action movie. Yeah. They did a little bit of world building, not a whole lot. It, was, it had funny moments in it. Yeah. The whole dog thing was shit pile. But had a poetic end, I guess. Yeah. I genuinely didn't know what happened. I walked out of the room and I walked back in. I said, did I miss anything important? He's like, oh yeah, the dog. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm done. Yeah, don't kill dogs. But then he rescues a dog at the end. Yeah, that's, but there's still a dead dog. He rescues the dog that's supposed to be euthanized. He should have rescued all of them. Yeah. He has like millions of dollars. He has gold coins. Yes. That you can spend at hotels. <clears throat> well, a hotel. Maybe more. I don't know. It could be a international chain. I mean, overall, it wasn't a terrible movie, but it could have been... I, I don't understand the fanfare behind it. It's just the shoot 'em up yeah. People just like the shoot 'em up it's better than other action movies I've seen, that's for sure. So, Corey, you have a bag. I do have a bag. It's got Pokemans on it. And Frank, you have a bag. Yes, I I found the, uh, I guess as you said, it wasn't supposed to be released yet. Yeah, that convention ha doesn't even happen until the first week of December. Oh. <laughs> Funko 2022 Winter Convention Limited Edition, the Joker comic cover. Very nice. Yep. yep. Look out, Joth Gotham. The Joker's back in town. And, yeah, it's... Between the cover and the pop, it's very good. It's it's almost an old-school Joker face pop. Yeah. From, like, when Batman started. I like the fact that they put the little Batman on the little card. On the playing card, yeah. And he's just... a pop Batman. Oh, yeah, he's a pop Batman. <laughs> Just like the the Joker is holding an Ace of Spades playing card with Batman on it, and the Pop has the Joker holding an Ace of Spades card with Batman Pop on it. So, very meta, very cool. And the cost of this comic cover was 20 cents when it was published. So, And I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking it's Marshall Rogers, but I'm not 100% sure. But, oh, it's definitely 60s arrow, because he's got yeah. the gray suit and blue cape. So, I mean, that that could have almost been um, Batman Creator. 
Bob Finger. Yeah. I mean, his his Joker, the way that is. But uh, I'll have to look up that cover. So, that's cool. What's the... Uh, November 20... Yeah, number 2051 September. I found a really good cover site, too, to find covers, and I think I can think their men the name is Cover Something. Said Batman 2051. 251. Neil Adams. Oh, wow. That kind of doesn't look like... Well, the Batman kind of does, but the Joker face doesn't, but... Yes, that would have been late 70s. Uh, it was 1973. Hmm. Early 70s. <laughs> it's not a cheap comic. Mm -mm. No, what'd that say? 6,500? Yeah. Here's a graded. $250 for a 9.8 grade. The 6,500 is uh, Neil signed. Is he dead? No. Well, then what the hell? <laughs> cover browser that's the that's the gallery of of covers that it's really cool to go through some of these and see them Corey, what do you have hidden in your bag right, i got Pokemans. um arrived today <laughs> you the, did uh, get fall it. convention. <laughs> I am weak. I am weak. <laughs> we asked him like three or four times, Corey, you sure you don't want this? <laughs> oh, well. Uh, it is kind of cool. Yeah. It is neat. She got the shield. <laughs> and uh, then winter convention, the Spider-Man <laughs> Bug Eyes armor. That's the suit he wore for... Uh, Threats and menaces. Uh, okay. That he was live streaming his. Yeah, because you weren't sure what the bug eyes one was. Yeah, when we had seen right. that. Bug eyes armor. Should be hitting our Walmart in the next week or so. Is this one that you want another one of if it comes if it comes available? Nah, nah. nah. I see you got <laughs> bullseye in the Spider-Man. T-shirt. I did because uh, since I looked at our targets and all the targets from here to Lancaster and they weren't there, it's at ours right now, and so is the Oscorp that I sent you a picture of yesterday. Deesh. Well, if you happen to go and see one, it's in the electronics section. You yeah. said, if you see one, get me one. <laughs> that was adorable. Uh, I also got a winter convention. I got the President Loki with alligator <laughs> Loki in mid ripping off his arm. Him chomp. <laughs> Very nice. And then they had one comic Chewbacca left. I oh, love the uh, Star Wars comic book series. The paint jobs on those are just amazing. Yeah, that's the paint job that's going to be on all the DC ones that I've been posting. If that one goes to Target before Friday, I'm going Friday, Frank. I'll look for a bullseye for you. Okay. And then Tammy got Omit because Tammy loves crocodiles. Uh. <laughs> That's nice. That was awesome. From at, Moon Knight. All of these were at Target and in stock over in the electronics department. Man, her dress is really detailed. Yeah. I was just up there today, but I didn't even realize the electronics department had them. And this one, which I was originally looking forward to get for Tammy for Christmas, but... She was with me, so it's just going right on the black. Gamora and Nebula. Black light shelf. 
Very nice. I wasn't taking them home, Peter. You just yeah. had your hands full. I know. <laughs> wink, wink at the at the microphone. But yeah, it's. If I had known you wanted the uh, bullseye, Frank, I would have grabbed it for you. I was debating and seeing it. It's like you know, uh, yeah, why not? If you see it, it's it's not something that if I don't get it, I'm going to rush to eBay for. Yeah, it's just it's something. Cute. If it's there, yeah, it's cute. If it's there, it's cute. It's you know. I rushed to eBay for it because well, I had already looked at what four targets and it wasn't there. Yeah. So. <laughs> and it's Spider Man. So. Yeah. I'm never not getting anything Spider-Man related for you again. <laughs> like, <laughs> that Statue of Liberty seals it. Like, if I know there's something that's part of the Spider-Man, and I'm positive you don't have it, it's not going to be an option. I'm just going to grab it and throw it at you. <laughs> <Whack>. <laughs> so if you find a happy Hogan with the big chest. <laughs> You're looking for that now, aren't you? Yep. <laughs> I know someone who has one. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, nice. Because actually, when I was showing it to you guys, the check was actually... Yeah, his hand was popped off. His hand was popped off. It's back on now, but... <coughs> <laughs> I think that and uh, the first Ned leads. That I probably don't have. I have the first MJ. I got both MJs, but I only have the one Ned. <laughs> yep obsessive compulsive it's a lifestyle ready let's see if <sighs> while I look this up Frank, uh, Corey do you want to oh let's see what's in the box I'm maybe sorry. it's a bag what's in the bag let's go with Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Or we could do those Guardians that I got last week that we were saving. Oh, where are those? In one of those bags, probably. <laughs> Infinity Saga. So you're looking for the Far From Home, not the No Way Home? Right. See, I have that one. In the blue and yellow jacket. That's oh, funny. here's Guardians. Okay. Guardians of the Galaxy! I had gotten another four of the Guardians bag clips, but I thought we decided to wait for them till you were back. Because there's a chance of a rocket. There is. Let's see, we have... Oof. Star Lord in full gear. I just got earwhipped by a dog. Garut, Rocket, Drax, Yondu, Cosmo, Harley 27. I don't know who that is. One of the original Guardians. Oh, okay. He did the cameo with Sylvester Stallone uh, in the movie. Taser Face. Exclusive A on shore of. Exclusive B is some kind of group. Cammy got Groot and I got Drax. And I think we already have that Groot too. So I, got somebody I don't. Somebody green. I don't know if you guys Drax. noticed or not, but I uh, I, I got the other Groot. 
Oh, huh. Uh, you got the chase screwed. Wow. I don't know if you guys noticed, but there's a slight change to the studio. Yes, I saw that there were no clips basically just hanging on the table, and I looked up and saw them up there. Who did you get, Corey? Drax. Oh. So we had the regular one already. I think that's this one here. Yeah, the one who's really smiling is the... Yeah, so this we didn't the have chase. the chase, so the chase will go on the, the chain. That's cool. It's not a perfect system yet. Hold on uh, for one moment. The keychains are a little more difficult. So yeah, uh, it's not a perfect system, but we've been doing enough of these keychains that it should be able to drape over. Everything's organized. You've got your Golden Girls over here, <laughs> your Star Wars. Definitely more Marvel than anything else. And then anime, we've got My Hero Academia, Avatar, and Cowboy Bebop. Cool. <laughs> Not a double up there. All the doubles are in the double box. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> There's a... There, he's up there already. <laughs> yeah. You Who's that? Drags. Oh, yeah. He's right there at the very yeah. start of it. <laughs> The uh, bag clips are much easier for attaching and arranging than the keychains, but I guess once you have a bag clip up there, you can just put the keychain through a bag clip. Yeah, that's what I do. I just go every other. It's it's a neat way to uh, organize them. Pretty happy with that. There's a Venom and a Carnage up there. Nice. Just cool. You know, makes the studio look a little bit more like something that we can be proud of. Uh, so I guess we'll go to break and then... Chomp, we, chomp, nom, nom. Yep, we get back, we will... Are we doing comic book covers this week? Yes, we are. <laughs> and then we will do what's in our mouth. <laughs> Push the button, Frank. I did already. Welcome back to the Metahex Podcast. I'm Pedro. We did this before, didn't we? We did, but he said Mexican candy, so I got oh. Pedro stuck in my head. Yeah. I'm Frank. Franco. Yeah. Franco. <laughs> and I'm still Corey, because there is no Spanish equivalent for my name. We're going to call him Jesus. Jesus. Hey, Seuss. That's how you get the doctor's. <laughs> Ah. So, Ooh, that smells good. It does, doesn't it? We got going. Wow. We are doing <laughs> covers and Willy Wallabies. Wiley Wallaby. Wallaby, soft and chewy. Blasted berry. Candy from under. I mean, from down under. Blasted oh, berry. They aren't. Okay. They are not individually wrapped. They are not. Want some of these? Wow, that is good. Did I get those when I was in You Florida? got these from Florida, yeah. Wow. Blasted berry, a mix of huckleberry, blueberry, pomegranate, and triple berry. What the hell is triple berry? Oh, blueberry pomegranate is one flavor, triple berry is a flavor, and huckleberry is a flavor. Let me see if I can find all three colors then. I'm impressed. 
I like that. There we go. That's all three colors. They're a little sticky. Yeah. The texture is uh, unique, but the flavor is amazing. It's almost Twizzlery, I'd say. Really thick Twizzler. Mm. Yes, apparently um, Australians are better at candy than Mexicans. Mm. They like them sweeter as opposed to like burn your mouth out. Yeah. They like them hot enough so that way you can burn on the way in and out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the candy that treats you twice. I only had a pink one. I'll try the other flavors. But yeah, very good. Zeus enjoyed the few licks that he got. Mm. <laughs> the new member of the studio audience. Yes. So, Frank, what are we looking at? Well, since um, we decided to go with like iconic covers and favorite type covers and things like that, so I pulled a whole bunch off of the web. I don't know if these two did any homework or not, or they're just going to play no, yeah, along. I, no, I've, I've got uh, a website pulled up. Oh, okay. Of... His favorite Spider-Man covers. Exactly. Because they're the only covers that count. Exactly. Um, I have a feeling you're going to have most of mine on there. Could be. Like Star Wars number one. Actually, I don't think that is on there, but yeah, that is one. Howard Chaykin cover, but I do have a Howard Chaykin thing. But anyhow, I was starting with movie posters. Um, not really iconic. The airplane twist? Yes. It's trying to load. Okay. Because I'm hoping to do a slideshow-ish thing here. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Should have tried this technology before we got on yeah. there. But... That's the face you make when you haven't paid your electric bill. <laughs> this computer kind of you know does everything it's got over a hundred gigs of our podcast on its hard drive oh wow <laughs> but there's the airplane movie poster the twisted plane in a knot does it do slideshow um yes yep. um this is an iconic one the alien egg from the movie Alien, of course. Mm -hmm. They mostly come out at night. Mostly. In space, no one can hear you scream. Definitely iconic there, the bat symbol for Batman. Mm -hmm. From from the first uh, Tim Burton movie. It's funny that Nicholson's name is first. Yeah. Yeah, he was the, the, the top villain star. the whole time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, um, he wasn't the villain the whole time. He was Jack Napier first. This is from Captain America Civil War. This is kind of one of the iconic things I'll get into in the comic covers, too, where you have one side on one side of the cover, the other side on the other, and they're either staring down or rushing each other like right. they actually did in the movie. Well, even uh, the opening, the challenge of the Super Friends. Yeah. has the Legion of Doom on one side, Friends mm -hmm. on the other. X-Men yeah. uh, animated series does that, too, at the end. Very iconic comic imagery. Uh, this is one from the 
the 50s and so forth, the alien sci-fi with the alien and, you know, King Kong, Fay Ray carrying them. Yeah. This is Forbidden Planet with Robbie. Was it Robbie? Was this the robot? Robbie the robot. Robbie the robot, yes. And I want to say Alana was her name, but I'm not 100% sure. But, yeah, that's, that was a classic movie poster sci-fi in the 50s. And Ghostbusters, of course, is iconic. Who you gonna call? A ghost in the no circle. The iconic Home Alone of the, the little kid going, Ah! Hugh Laurie before he was house. Yeah. <laughs> Probably no, no, that him. Hugh Laurie's not in that one. He was in uh, 101 Dalmatians, I believe. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I'm wrong. This is just a classic because it's oh, the, breakfast the sophisticated. Tiffany's. Yes, Audrey Hepburn. Audrey Hepburn there. And, you know, if, if you haven't watched, haven't looked at any of the old Audrey Hepburn movies, she was gorgeous. Mm -hmm. I mean, just drop dead gorgeous. The next one that you have there, it's funny when you hear about Jaws nowadays, how absolutely riddled with problems that movie was. Yes, it. a lot of the more suspenseful scenes in Jaws was because the shark didn't work. Bruce, Bruce would not cooperate. Hello, name's Bruce. And so they had to just make do with what they could. And, <laughs> and it became more suspenseful for it because you didn't see the shark, even though you were supposed to in the, in the script. It just made it... Made it more of a challenging time for the directors and the actors, but made for a more suspenseful film. MASH is another iconic movie poster. Huh. Kind of lets you know just about everything that's in that movie, just from the poster. War, peace, and sexy legs. And hot lips. Yes. <laughs> uh, I included Mystery Science Theater, the movie, in this one, just for the fact that you know, you got exactly what it advertised. It was the TV show as a movie. Now, the have silhouettes you and the watched pictures. any of their documentary in the making of Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand? I've seen the clips that have been on the DVDs, but not a specific the, uh, documentary. The ball was something that they had found at oh. a. Uh, Oh, it was a, some department store. I mm -hmm. forget what it was. But they had spray painted it and wanted a three-dimensional logo. So they crafted the uh, letters out of uh, styrofoam and glued it onto this ball and then spray painted the whole thing. Well, you know what the texture on the ball is? Spaghetti. Yeah. So... Even in hmm. their set, like everything that's the like the panels and stuff mm -hmm. inside the satellite of love is just random objects. Yeah, they did not have money. Hmm. You know, they they did it as cheap as possible because they didn't have any money for it. So, and you know, they weren't going for you know the big special effects and you know it was just done like the cheesy as the movies that they did right they watched like uh forbidden planet yep whoops you got a couple and if you didn't catch it earlier the uh push the button frank yeah i caught that yeah <laughs> uh it's just a kind of iconic thing too nightmare before christmas poster mm -hmm. 
the voice of Jack Skellington, an actor who played uh, Prince Humperdinck in Princess Bride, will be at Steel City Con this uh, December 9th mm. through the 11th. be pretty cool to get a Jack's pop signed by him. And then the classic pulp poster, Raiders of the Lost Ark. You know, back to the 30s and 40s in the And just released was uh, um, photos of Harrison Ford in his gear for uh, uh, Raiders 5. Hmm. Indiana Jones 5. Hey, look, Harrison Ford again. Yes, we got Return of the Jedi. Mm, Ewok on an open fire. (laughs) There was never... I couldn't really find an iconic Star Trek poster. But this was a secondary poster for the first movie. Just a big shot of the Enterprise and the actors underneath it. What's the one with the kind of the uh, rainbow trail coming out the back? Is that one of the newer ones? I don't know. It's the newest. I thought you would know. It's the current one of the first movie. Oh, okay. But then we have uh, the original Star Wars movie poster. Luke with his open shirt, which never happened. Leia another, in a dress she never wore. Another pulpish feel. And then the actual, not the movie poster, but the poster that came out at the time. Very similar to it. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of starships, and then, you know, Vader looming in the background, of course. Kind of cool. C-3PO. Uh, this was the second poster for Empire Strikes Back, just Vader in a starfield. And this was the first one. That's the one I recognize. Yeah, this this stressed Luke and Leia. Or, yeah, Luke and Leia, Han and Leia, kind of in a romantic look. Yeah, and we don't want to stress Luke, Luke and Leia. Luke on a tauntaun, not in a romantic way. Hmm. And I thought they smelled bad. On the inside. Then <laughs> we have Lion King uh, again. Another, the iconic pose, kind of classic of. Nightmare Before Christmas now, too. To me, the iconic one for Lion King is Rafiki holding up uh, Baby Simba. Baby Simba, yeah. Is that the, the one VHS that the back cover? Yeah. Is that the one that the background's the lady in the bikini? Huh? Mm, no, it's the one where the background is the Serengeti. Oh, okay. There's it, one the background of a lion's face, and the way that it's kind of outlined, it's a lady oh, in a bikini. Head. Yeah. I don't think the VHS cover had Mufasa's head. I think you're talking the original VH, the original yeah. theatrical. And then this one, West Side Story, <laughs> kind of iconic because this is a kind of... Uh, where's Mr. Zoom button? That's not going to let me. Okay. Um, the the title is incorporated as part as the building with the fire escapes coming off of it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a... You know, they're using the the uh, logo as... Oh, there we go. As part of the uh, effect. Which is kind of cool. So that guy is apparently kicking out somebody's window? I guess, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I had for movie posters. Any other ones that you guys are thinking of that could be? I mean, the first thing that comes to my head is um, 28 Days Later. No, with the, with biohazard. the biohazard symbol. Mm-hmm. Like that's one of the best movie covers ever, in my opinion. But that's also one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Uh, Twenty-eight months later, Such is coming movie. out. 
Oh, it. Oh, I was thinking weeks. Yeah, they're twenty-eight days, twenty-eight weeks, twenty-eight months later. Oh, I want to see it. Is in production, so. I instantly want to see it, because um, twenty-eight weeks later was still so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was like the. Uh, I don't know if it was the first, but. Running fire zombies. Mm. Zombies well, on fire running at you. The first running cool. zombies were Day of the Dead. Okay. Uh, but George A. Romaro's Dawn of the Dead with the zombie on one half and the girl in the white room on the other. That movie mm. poster. Um, it was all hand drawn. That's a fantastic yeah. movie poster. Oh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> has a great movie poster. Um, what is that, Tammy? Along with uh, Friday the 13th Part 2. No, three. Is that the one with the claw dragging, cutting the... Well, the that's uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, the okay. first one, with the claw, which is actually a really good poster, too. What do you got, Tammy? Watership Down, the animated, 1978. Yeah. Big Wood with his head in a snare. <laughs> um, I, I don't think I ever... I mean, I know the movie poster, but I don't think I ever... Saw that one until I was with you. Um, Back to the Future. Oh, I it, thought of that too. Get yeah. DeLorean and the Flame Trail. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Popping open the Gullwing door. But going from movie posters, we're going to go to record albums or CD covers, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, oh, you're waiting for it to We've got a spinny, yes. Okay. It's going to take a Now you have to have Rolling Stones. <laughs> sticky fingers on this. Do I have to? Yes. Absolutely have to. <laughs> it's there. It's there. Right. Um, I'm trying to think spoilers. of... Spoilers. <laughs> trying to think of some other movies while that's loading. Like, I hate to say it, but the first Fast and the Furious with the Skyline and the uh, Nissan GTR and then just uh, in the background it, the, uh, it had yellow letters on the black field yeah. dom's challenger was in the background mm -hmm. i mean the movie doesn't hold up so great nowadays no but it was a good movie uh the original ninja turtles with the four turtles peeking out of the sewer yeah manhole cover maybe i'm just being nostalgic but i think that's a great movie poster i like tron yeah I'm holding the desk and the light coming up. And... That's a good poster. Was it, um... <laughs> what was the, uh... Space 1999? Wasn't that, like, the starship along the just starry field? What am I thinking of? Well, that was TV show. No, there was... Logan's Run, Silent Running. No, it was a movie... Dave... Oh, 2001, Space Odyssey. Oh, that's yeah. the one. Yeah, that was the uh, space station <laughs> yeah. orbiting mm -hmm. Earth, yeah. Pretty okay. cool stuff. But we're talking record albums. Stanley um, Kubrick had a lot of great movie covers. The cover for Clockwork Orange. Beautiful work. Hmm. Yeah, if you've got a favorite one, other than Grease, uh, put it in... <laughs> <laughs> uh, put it in our... Uh, chat um hopefully if it doesn't overload the server too much all these are going on we may just put a category on just of uh our favorites and put these on <coughs> but albums here's the first one by the beatles abbey road abbey road 
Um, Dead Paul. Dead Paul, yes. Paul's walking out of step with everyone else and it started all the rumors that Paul was dead. He's barefoot when the others are clothed. You have uh, John is the priest, Ringo is the mourner, and George is the gravedigger. Their uh, wardrobe shows this. Uh, John all in a white suit, Ringo in a black suit, George all in denim. Yeah, started more conspiracy theories than a Republican in... Uh in this album cover um famous recreations of this too people want to do that probably the most recreated album cover ever Mm-hmm. didn't the muppets even do it and there's a volkswagen beetle ah for the beatles yes i don't know about the muppets um i had to put one of my favorites rush archives on here highly satanic no. Yeah, this is the one that should have been the pop. 2112 is just the star, but this has the star and the guy in it. But I don't think Funko would want a naked butt on you the mean cover the of their. Pentagram. <laughs> I don't on know. Pop. They did uh, Lincoln Park's Hybrid Theory. Yeah. That's a naked angel. Super Tramp's Breakfast in America. Uh, Manhattan in the background, made up of all sorts of things you'd find in a breakfast. Oh, Diner, mm. and the waitress is the Statue of Liberty. Very... So she, she doesn't have cap shield. Yeah, this was before that, though. <laughs> um, so, yeah, very, very classic cover. It looks like it's being taken from a plane window. I was looking at, or listening to them the other day at work. Um, what is the uh, the one? Um, oh, yeah, that. No, take a look at my girlfriend that was then covered by... uh, That that is Breakfast in America was the song title, yeah. Um, It was covered by a uh, pop-punk band in the early 2000s. That I did not know. Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon, Mm -hmm. The Prism. Very iconic, very classic. Turn into more t-shirts than you can shake a stick at. I have one of those t-shirts. And uh, this is Yes's drama cover. Uh, I put it on here because this is Yes. A lot of their artwork was done by Rich, or, yeah, Roger Dean, who was ripped off <clears throat> by the Avatar people, uh, James Cameron and stuff. Because he lost the lawsuit, though. But his stuff, you can definitely see it in the movie. But very. Interesting landscapes. Um, Asia used him for a lot of their stuff, too. Hmm. One of my favorite album covers of all time, Kansas Drastic Measures. Uh, We have the quintet when one of the players has a... um, Bazooka. Bazooka. Oh, that's not an oboe? No. No, it's a bazooka. We've got flute, we've got horn, we've got the guy in the middle with a bazooka. It's very subtle, but very clever. No, that wasn't a bassoon. It's a bazooka. One of my favorite covers. Uh, we'll go to the next one first. This is Rush Moving Pictures. Uh, their little play on words because the people are moving, moving pictures. pictures. And one of the pictures in the booklet for it, they're filming it. So we have a moving picture of people moving pictures. <laughs> so little little punny there. But they were kind of known for stuff like that. Uh, of course, classic cover, Nirvana's Floating Baby. Mind. Now, um, this He lost guy, the suit, too, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. yeah, he tried to then sue uh, 
Nirvana long after Kurt's death for royalties for this album cover um, and then tried to get it banned for um, child pornography but it's I mean yes it's a naked baby but there's nothing sexual about it he's just in a pool chasing a dollar bill uh, this is just an iconic cover Blondie's Parallel Lines uh, you get a lot of the the covers of the band just standing there, but they're all in their black suits, black tie, white shirts against an alternating black and white striped background. She's in a white dress. It's a striking cover, I think. Um, There's an awful lot of Rush covers. No, not an awful lot. Um, just one for every album they made. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is their cover for Permanent Waves. It's kind of like the Marilyn Monroe thing, or... It was not Marilyn. Was Marilyn Monroe? Yeah, Marilyn yeah. With the dress and just a disaster in the background. And this is the reissued 40th anniversary cover. We got the newscaster in front of a scene of disaster and flooding. Kind of this. What was in the background of the other one? Oh, isn't that that guy? It looks like Col- uh, Yeah. That's the guy who you know. If he shows up in your town. Oh, not Jim Cantori. No. It's not him. No. Yeah, I like the original one better. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, this is just a favorite of mine just because I like the album Paul Kantner from Jefferson Starship uh, the Planet Earth Rock and Roll Orchestra it's just in there because I like the album kind of like his solo sing-along with them yeah there's another Rush one Presto with the Rabbits we've just, talked just about the Rabbits before <laughs> Frank's I think I just hatched a shiny ooh save the iconic iconic record album cover sergeant pepper lonely hearts club band from the beatles right uh this one again you have paul with a or with a black instrument uh you see a hand raised above his head uh it's his guitar that's in the wreath on the grave uh you see the the original Beatles, they're they're like nineteen uh, fifties gear, and it's Paul that's in the back. But again, that's I don't think it's been redone a lot, but it's very iconic. Right. Update: the, I did not hatch a shiny. Uh, but yeah, definitely the Beatles had some very cerebral type album covers mm-hmm. a lot of thought went into it and just a big logo Star Wars hmm. from the album there first album I bought with my own money Ooh. first album I bought with my money was some 41's does this look infected mine was Quiet Riot's Mental Health mine was the Batman Forever soundtrack oh a kiss from a rose Actually, I liked the U2 song. <laughs> <laughs> Hold me, throw me, kiss me, kill me? Yes. We're a bunch there of you go, There Corey. you go, Corey. Sticky <laughs> fingers, fingers from the Rolling Stones. Uh, the reason this is iconic is because, you know, the guy's wearing tight jeans. You see the outline of his penis. It was banned in many countries. And originally, the record 
the zipper was a real zipper that was on this album cover, but it was scratching the record. Yeah. Huh. Distributors and, and like things like that, they don't like stuff like that because it makes it hard to put together to sell. Yeah. I mean, because it was, you know, it was an actual zipper in the cardboard, so you had yeah. this cut out of the, in the cardboard, and then a denim zipper that was there in it, and it was, you know, as you put the records, stack them in the things and in the boxes and stuff to ship Scratch. them, it's scratching the records, yeah. And here's another Roger Dean artwork of fantastical places and whatnot for <laughs> Yes. And the Beatles' the white, white album. album. Yes. <laughs> what it says on the tin, it's a yeah. white album. Uh, yep, just white. Just white cover. White letters, the Beatles. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Californication. Oh, see, I would have gone with Mother's Milk. See, Mother's Milk is the second most recognizable album, but I think Californication has a better selection of music than Mother's yeah. Milk. Yeah, well, yeah. But uh, Mother's Milk, um, <laughs> again, the original album cover she was nude well she wasn't nude but saw her nipple because john was sitting on her shoulder <laughs> rather than standing on her arm mm. so her left breast was bared carol smith had nine lives um there was a controversial thing with their album cover apparently the first one was offensive to like hindu <clears throat> indian people so they released a second cover for Nine Lives that was supposed to be less offensive. <laughs> um, I don't remember what happened with that. I do have both covers, but then they went back to the original cover. So hmm. the second cover had a very, very limited run. I have it brand new in the shrink wrap still. Oh, nice. That's cool. Um... Coheed and Cambria's Vraxus covers hmm. and the Afterman covers are fantastic. I think another iconic one would be uh, Beastie Boys License to Ill with the crashed plane with a Eat Me backwards as its call numbers. It's actually 3MTA3, but if you look at it in the mirror, it spells Eat Me. If we're talking about the most iconic album covers most iconic album cover of my generation was dookie oh yeah green day's dookie <laughs> talking about banned ones didn't leonard skinner have one that was banned for blood was it leonard skinner they do have that one it's just it's... like it looks like dripping red and leonard skinner well, and no, the, uh... there was um the, the guy that died in the plane crash like, wasn't his death was, like, predicted with this album cover? Ronnie Van Zant? Yeah. Wasn't there something with that? Or am I thinking of a different band? That I'm not sure. I don't know, yeah. Could be right. I just never heard of it. I don't know which album it was. But... Well, another iconic one is Eat a Peach. Yeah. I'm thinking, I think it's a Leonard Skinner album that just has, like... The maybe it might be Zeppelin, the guy with his arms out and wings. Yeah, that's Zeppelin. Yeah. Uh, that was <clears throat> two, three has Led Zeppelin one at the Hindenburg, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Those are both iconic covers. Um, 
Houses of the Holy is a great cover with the two little kids climbing the ruins. Enema of the State was big for my generation. Yeah. See, this is something we're losing. As we went from albums to CDs to streaming, you don't get the fantastic artwork anymore on an yeah. album like you used to. Well, I mean, the CDs still have. Yeah, but it was <clears throat> yeah, you know, it's... smaller. It was compressed to, what, a quarter of the size. Right. You know? Well, all of Coheed, I think all of Red Hot Chili Peppers now all come out on vinyls. Yeah. Well, yeah. vinyl is starting to make a comeback. Or uh, and... Return of the Dream Canteen, their latest one. It was pressed on blue vinyl. Yeah. Some of the new album covers that are coming out of the bands, at least, that I listen to are awesome. Like uh, 21 Pilots, Scaled and Icy, with the pink, blue, and yellow dragon. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is, it's something that's making a comeback, finally. Yeah. But yeah, it was gone for a long time. Mm-hmm. But another, like, album, <clears throat> anything from Iron Maiden. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it's got Eddie, it has my seal of approval. Yeah. Um, was ACDC's Back in Black with Agnes on the cover? Where it's just him with the microphone with a single spotlight. It's like an all-black album. Oh, with just... He's like standing there. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great album cover. Um, shoot, I was just going to... I thought of one, but I lost it. I mean, the the more we talk about this, the farther into the 80s we're going to sink. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? That's the Leonard Skinner one. Oh. The guy that's on fire <clears throat> is the one that died. Huh. That's you know? weird. Oh, yeah. Well, think... speaking of guys on fire, Rage Against the Machine, um, I think it was their first album, has the uh, Buddhist monk <laughs> setting himself on fire there in uh, China to protest the... Uh, annexation of um, Tibet. <laughs> There's uh, <laughs> Toxicity, which the entire album cover made fun of Hollywood. Oh, let's see. Uh, why do I keep losing them? <laughs> There's like so many going through my brain. I catch one and then it's gone. One of my favorite album covers is Black Sails in the Sunset by AFI. It's an all black album, like a flat black album. Mm-hmm. And it's got a pirate ship and gloss black on it. It's not their best album. Like, December Underground was their yeah. best album. Well, so does the one uh, Metallica album. It's flat black with just the gloss black. I Snake. Just, yeah. Just good. Cleverly done. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Queen 2, with, is that the one that just has the four pictures of them, the four faces? Uh-huh. Like in the video of Bohemian Rhapsody. That's kind of... Kind of iconic in a way. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, Beatles did it before. Yeah, that's one of the things I'm going to get into in the comic covers, the repetitive yeah. iconic covers yeah. well, and things. Th- wasn't the first Queen cover just black with Queen and yellow letters on it, or gold letters? I'm almost positive. Could have been. Because <clears throat> then News of the World was the robot. Yeah, the robot with the, mm. which is a pop. Yes, I have that cover. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I have two of them, actually. <laughs> I mean, kind of a uh, newer iconic. I guess not new. It's like 30 years old now. But uh, Sublime's 40 Ounce to Freedom. That mm. sun is on everything anymore. Uh, I mean, Slipknot's first album with the uh, blood letters. 
That mm. I that logo was everywhere when that album came out. Yeah. And that album sucked. <laughs> <laughs> really, tell oh. us tell us how you feel about it, Peter. Listen, I listened to Slipknot and I think their first album was trash. And uh <laughs> Pop album covers, Metallica's and Justice for All, the uh, Lady Liberty isn't going to be a cover, but the Lady Liberty is coming out as a pop. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I know our Walmart the other day when I went in there had a ton of the four packs of different music. $50 a pop. Yeah. The different music ones. Well, I, I, might, one. I want the cure. <laughs> I want the cure one. It's sixty dollars because it's five pops. But uh, oh, that reminds me, I forgot those five pack protectors. No, so no you're problem. talking a five pack of pops. Five pack of pops. These are they the have album. a full display, like it's a live music display with the uprights, the band displayed behind their instruments. Oh, the wow. concert yeah. backing. There's it's, a set of four. It's of in them. the action alley right before stationary. Or <laughs> it was. U two, Kiss, Metallica, and a couple other uh There's four of them. I don't remember yeah. what the fifth one is. Might be Stones. But yeah, it's Keith Richards is mostly vinyl anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we you can there are a lot of different album covers that mm. yeah, and are pretty classic. Yeah, and speaking of the Stones, the, uh, the classic, the lips with the tongue coming out. Yeah. Yeah. We could go down this rabbit hole all night. Some yes. Girls. It's a great album cover. Hey, just a message from future Peter here. So we went a little overboard on how much content we recorded for this episode. So we're going to end it here and do the outro and we're going to give you the rest of the episode later on as part two uh hope you enjoy it back to past peter bye well i think this one ran pretty long yeah it was a little dry <laughs> hopefully so, you'll have the pictures to watch <laughs> so check out our discord for those pictures they will be on there uh the link for that is always in the description below uh, find us on facebook You'll find there's the yeah black cover. Uh, find us on Facebook. We're under Theseus Media. You'll find links to all of our episodes on Spotify. You'll find links to our Discord, links to our YouTube channel, links to interesting articles. We might have some pictures up of these comic book covers. And uh, I really ran out of things that have links uh. in... Oh, well. Cufflinks, golf links, links to Tiddlies. Cuff and Link, the two turtles in Rocky. Oh, yeah. Anyhow, join us next week for something. <laughs> I think we're going to be doing our, I guess we'll say, annual tradition of going through the Christmas catalogs and finding amusing toys for you to buy for your little ones. I recommend at Barnes & Noble, The Screaming Goat. Yeah. I recommend last year's uh, Humana Hex number one pick, Barbie in a wheelchair. <laughs> Barbie in a wheelchair. <laughs> she was cosplaying Oracle, which, again, was another great cover, the Joker with the camera going smile. Yeah.
This year, uh, we'll be going through the Adam and Eve catalog. Mm. <laughs> Till then, have a great weekend. Bye. I still don't have a sign-off. Frank, push the button. Can I use that? I can't use that. I'll get sued. Whoops. And I forgot this has a cord on it now. <laughs> Click.